My name is Karen. And my name is Colleen. And this is Books, Movies, and Musicals. Oh Oh my! Welcome back to Our Goblet of Wine is Better, our series about the Harry Potter books, movies, and everything in between. In this episode, we will be discussing chapters 15 and 16 of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. And as always, we want to give a patron shout out to our triple threat patron, Boom. Thank you for being a patron. We appreciate it. We do. Thank you. Appreciate it a lot. Thank you. (laughs) Yes. Um, So, chapter 15 is called The Quidditch Final, which... Mm -hmm. I feel like we got here way too fast <laughs> for the pacing of the story. I think it's the fact that we never hear about the other Quidditch games. <laughs> we, we heard about the first one, and now we're at the end. <laughs> yep. I mean, yep. there was, like, what, one or two in the middle? Because of the Dementor scares? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. But this is the book, I think, where we hear about Quidditch the most. Because of Maybe. those instances, I don't know. I just don't remember it being that big of a deal in the move in the books. It's a big deal in the mm-hmm. movies. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so this is the Quidditch final. This is where they win the the Quidditch cup, or whoever, like whoever wins it, wins the cup. Yeah. I don't know how they figured that out because there's four teams. So how do they do the eliminations? I'm curious. I would say they had to have had more games that we just yeah. don't know about. Yeah, for sure. Um, But we're here and we just found out that Hagrid lost his case. So mm-hmm. Buckbeak is going to lose his head. Most likely. Yes, because they likely. they have the chance for an appeal now. Yes, yes. So Hermione has shown up and is talking to Harry and Ron, and it seems like Ron has all like just forgotten <laughs> what happened with Scabbers. Well, they they kind of make up, you know. Yeah, they do make up right here. Because um, he's, he's, he's like, like oh, I'm gonna you know. help you with the resort research. Yeah, and he's like, hey, you know, Scabbers was kind of old anyways, so I guess, you know, it was probably close to time. Yeah, I was, I, yeah, <laughs> I was shook, because he spent all this time being so upset with her about that, and now he's like, yeah, well, the rat was kind of getting there, so it's fine. Yeah, Like, you could have said that in the first place. Well, Why did you even want to rat in the first place? <laughs> well, you know, that was his pet, you know? Yeah, has, annoying pet. <laughs> Horrible well, yeah, pet. but <laughs> it's his pet. He's only 13. Come on. It's Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> he doesn't know that. I know that. You, well, yeah, I know you know that. <laughs> I know that, too. Yeah, I get it. I get it. It's his pet, but, like, still. Stupid rat. Crookshank's better. Crookshanks is smart for trying to kill it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so they make up. Ron's all like, oh my gosh, hi, let's uh, let's work on the research together for Hagrid's appeal. Um, 
and her mind's like, oh, cool, thank you so much, and she, like, they, like, hug and stuff, and I was like, okay, interesting mm-hmm. that y'all are all of a sudden magically friends now, but I guess that is how middle school friendships work. <laughs> you said they're magically friends now, and that just reminded me of the first book, where, you know, they fought a troll, and then they were just magically friends. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they gotta have that moment every book, right? Yep, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know. They are definitely just magically friends again. Um, And then, okay, so they go to their class, right, with Hagrid? That's, like, the only time they see him? Um, Because he's, like, spending so much time with Buckbeak? Yeah, I think so. Because they don't get to see him as often anymore? Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so they're walking back into the castle. I think Hagrid walked with them for a little bit of the way? I think Is that so, what it was? Yeah. Okay. Because they were talking to him, and then he, like, hurried back to his hut. Um, and that's when Malfoy makes a comment about how, like, dumb or whatever Hagrid is. And before Harry and Ron can even think to really react to Malfoy, Hermione gets there and just slaps him. <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. Because um, doesn't she punch him in the movie? Yep. <laughs> okay, so I was like, what an interesting change <laughs> from a I think, slap to a punch. Yeah, I, I think it's also just the way they did it in the movie. I think the punch makes more sense, but it could also just be the fact that that's what I'm used to. Yeah, it's possible. It's possible. Yeah. But that happens. <laughs> And Malfoy gets really upset and, like, runs away. Yeah. It's just funny. The interactions that they have with Malfoy are entertaining. <laughs> yes. he's such a wuss. He is. But he talks a lot of talk, you know? Mm-hmm. He thinks he's the big boy on campus. <laughs> just not. because his father has money. I know, and his father has, like, sway over people in, yeah. like, certain councils and all yep. that. But, yeah, it's just, I don't know. Malfoy. Silly, silly Malfoy. Just because you're a rich kid doesn't give you the power to do whatever the heck you want. <laughs> yep. But. Anyways. So they go to Charm's class next. Yes. And suddenly Hermione just isn't there. Yeah, she walked with them all the way there, but she doesn't go to class. <laughs> yeah, and so, you know, it's it, it's really weird because she didn't show up for Charm's class and she didn't show up to lunch. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, well, what happened to Hermione? Mm-hmm. Where'd she go? She finally crashed, and guys. <laughs> she finally crashed, yeah. <laughs> I mean... She, you know, she's only 13, and yeah. she's taking about a million classes. Yeah. And the time turner's probably, like, wearing on her, having to, like, remember to use it to go to mm-hmm. her other classes. Oh, definitely. I think she needs but to use she, it to get more sleep. I definitely agree. But that was probably in the rules that she couldn't do that or something. Yeah, I don't know how McGonagall thought she'd be able to do all this. I don't either! Why would you let a 13-year-old have a time turner? Like, I get it if they're in, like, their seventh year. Yeah, like, sixth or seventh year I could see. But, but a 13-year-old? Yeah. I can't. I can't. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Um, but they they go back to the common room because they're like worried about her and they're looking for her or whatever. And like the cheering charms that they learned have like since worn off, so they're like, oh no. <laughs> um, and so they're looking for her and then they find her like just zonked on the table in the common room. They're like, what the heck, Hermione? Are you okay? <laughs> Mm-hmm. And they like wake her up, and she's like, "Did I miss? Did I miss class or whatever?" And they're like, "Well, no, we have divination in like twenty minutes." And I was just laughing because they just totally skipped over the fact that she didn't go to the other classes. No, she she realizes it. Okay, because it cause... just it felt like they were like not telling her that she didn't go to charms. No, that's right. They... She talked about missing charms and sharing charms. Yeah, and she's right. like, "Oh, I bet that's gonna be on the on the exam. Like, I have to go talk to Professor Flitwick right now." And so she does. Yeah, because he talked about it being on the exam. Mm-hmm. Well, then you know, of course, they go to divination. Mm-hmm. They start yep. learning about crystal balls. Woohoo! And, um, as you guessed it, Harry's gonna die. (laughs) He's always going to die. It doesn't matter what way you tell the future, that future always says Harry will die. Yep. (laughs) By the Grim. (laughs) I loved that Hermione was like, not that dumb Grim again, or whatever she said. (laughs) I was like, oh my gosh. And Trelawney's like, I hate you, Hermione. And Hermione's like, fine, I'll leave. Bye. (laughs) And she leaves. Yep. And And she does. I think the funny thing, though, is that while the Grimm does does usually stand for death, those of us who have, you know, like, read the book, we know what it actually stands for. Yeah. It stands for Sirius Black. Yeah. So. It's, it's definitely not Harry dying. No. But it's it funny. just means he's going to get his godfather back. I mean, he needs that. He needs <laughs> some kind of family. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I... I think it's annoying that Lavender and Parvati, uh, like, because obviously Trelawney didn't feel, like, super welcomed at Harry, Ron, and Hermione's table. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lavender and Parvati are like, oh, my gosh, come over here. They're, like, her adoring fan club, and it's super <laughs> annoying. <laughs> like, why are they so obsessed with her? I don't know. I don't get it. Like, I'm so confused. <laughs> You have this yeah. teacher who's constantly telling Harry Potter he's going to die and you're obsessed with her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's whatever, I guess. Yeah. But I can't. <laughs> mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, okay. I guess we're done with that class then. Yeah, I would say that. I don't think there's really anything else with that class. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't have anything until Harry starts, like, Locking his firebolt up. Yeah, hold on. <laughs> Why? Because I'm trying to figure out how we get to my next note. If it's just a random... I think it's just a jump. It's just a jump. That sounds right. She's not a great Let's writer. See. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Basically, it's just like... um. You know, class ends and that mentions like the Easter holidays were not exactly relaxing and blah blah blah. And so um, Ron is working on Buckbeak's appeal, and I was like, "Who yeah. is this? Ron that, doesn't Ron doesn't do this kind of thing." 
Well, this is a guy who's trying to help Hermione feel better. <laughs> I know. I know. It. And I mean, it's it's obvious to them that Hermione is burning herself out. So oh, yeah. I, I definitely understand why he's yeah. doing it. But I was just like, this doesn't seem like Ron. Yeah. No, they can. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. When they described like what Hermione looked like, I was like, oh. <laughs> can tell that she's always on the verge of a breakdown because she's taking mm. too many classes. What a shocker! Yep. And she oh, has like absolutely. those, like, like hollow eyes, basically. Oh, like, uh huh. It's just yeah. You shouldn't be doing that to yourself at thirteen, guys. That's a terrible, terrible choice. Yeah, definitely <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Anyways, once the Easter holidays are over and they're back to classes for what was the reason? Oh, I guess it was um I guess it was for the Quidditch Cup. It was decided that Harry needed to be protected at all times. Yeah. Like yep. in between classes. So and so, you know, he he basically had yeah, he basically has the entire Gryffindor house um surrounding him as he walks to classes. And it mentions that it was impossible for Harry to get to classes on time. And I was like, well, it's impossible for anyone to get to classes on time if the entire Gryffindor house is following Harry to his classes. Unless all of their classes are, like, in the same hallway. I doubt it. I seriously doubt it. I also seriously doubt it because that school is very big. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah, you're still there. Yeah. Okay. But anyways. Um, so the night before the Quidditch Cup match, you know, um, all the Gryffindors are just in the common room, basically just buzzing about the the match. Mm-hmm. And so at one point, Oliver Wood just says, team, bed. And I'm like, oh, I don't think you can technically make them go to bed. That's not how that works, Wood. Sorry. Yeah, I just thought it was Sorry, really Wood. funny. I, I read that <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. Well, that definitely is hilarious. And then, of course, like, leading up to this game, this final game that decides who gets the cup, which is just whatever. Um, Harry has been locking his firebolt up in his trunk. Like, literally locking it up. Yeah. Yeah. And he'll go and check on it to make sure it's still there. Dude, I would assume that if your trunk is still locked and Mm -hmm. nothing is really amiss, it's probably still in there. And here's the funny thing, too, is that I think I said that he checks in between classes. And so I'm like, okay, so here's another reason you can't get to class on time. If you're, like, running to go back to the Gryffindor common room and then go to class with the entire Gryffindor house following you. Yeah. It's not going to work. Yeah. I just don't understand, like, who does he think is going to steal it? His his Gryffindor house roomies? Like, (laughs) how are they going to get into the... Maybe it's the fact that, um, you know, like, Harry and Ron have already broken into the Slytherin common room, so... And plus, I mean, Sirius Black yeah. got into the Gryffindor common room this year already, so yeah. maybe he's like, oh, someone is going to break in. But the reason they got into Slytherin is because they looked like Slytherins. I know. <laughs> but he, someone else could do the same thing. You never know. You really think that some kids are going to be able to brew a potion that Hermione brewed, which she shouldn't have been able to brew. (laughs) It could be older kids. And that Snape wouldn't notice his stuff missing again. (laughs) He loves Slytherin House. What if it was an older Slytherin? Mm, That's a good point. They're probably just going to slap on the wrist for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know. 
I just feel like that's a lot. I don't think anyone's really that extra. Not the way the trio is. No, definitely not. <laughs> but he has been checking on his firebolt because it is apparently his baby. Yep. <laughs> um, but then we get to go to the the what the Quidditch Cup, mm-hmm. whatever final cup thing. That yeah. game, that that ending game. It's the it's like the championship <laughs> game of the. Hogwarts Quidditch games. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so it's really not that big of a deal, but it's a big deal to them. Mm-hmm. So, um, why did I write Harry sees the Grim? Oh, because they see the. <laughs> <laughs> because I, Harry wakes up in like the middle of the night or something yeah, and happens to nightmare. look outside the window and he sees Crookshanks oh, with a giant geez. black shaggy dog. <laughs> Like, yeah, they're mm. talking. They're talking. Yeah. Crookshanks is friends with Sirius, which is why Crookshanks is going after Scabbers. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like at this point, that's probably when Crookshanks really understands, like, oh, Scabbers is really bad. I wasn't just chasing <laughs> yeah. him to chase him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's fun. That's fun that Harry just happens to look out the window and why are they sitting exactly where Harry can see them? Right? Yeah. Like, how does that even happen? Did Harry put his glasses on? Hold on. Oh, yeah. He just happened to see some sort of animal going across the lawn. And, yeah. um, and it's like it caught his eye. So he's, he dashed back to his bedside table and snatched up his glasses and put them on. And I'm like, how good is your eyesight that you can see that because i felt like they were pretty far away yeah i agree i don't know i don't think i'd be able to see that he's like up in a tower right gryffindor tower yeah Yeah. so what is he thinking i mean maybe (laughs) what is joe thinking (laughs) i know i mean because maybe maybe the moon is really bright that night and crookshanks is you know crookshanks isn't a dark cat we know he's like an orange cat yeah. So maybe it was bright enough and he's light enough that Harry just happened to see something and he was like, what the hell is that? And put his glasses so. on. And, I don't know. I, think so. I don't think I'd be able to see it. but I think this is just Joe's bad writing <laughs> showing again. Yeah. <laughs> she just wanted it to be that way, but it, it doesn't work because mm-hmm. they're in a tower of a castle. <sighs> um, but that's fine. <laughs> So then we have the Quidditch game, mm-hmm. and of course it's Slytherin against Gryffindor because <laughs> that's that's all Joe ever writes, really. Yeah. Um, and we have all of the penalties happening on both sides. Here's the funny thing: <laughs> it takes until this game in book three for Madame Hooch or really any referee to start calling penalties like I this. Know. Like, what happened? I can't. I can't deal with it. It's crazy. I don't understand. Why is it this game that you're finally like, oh, yes, that's a penalty. But in other games, it was like, no, it's not a penalty. Like, why did you wait so long? Right? I don't know, man. I don't get it. I think Joe just also doesn't get it either. Yeah, agreed. But it's whatever. Because, you know, we all know she doesn't really know how to write sports. Um, or, like, a lot of things. Doesn't know how to write a lot of things. 
She knows mm-hmm. how to create a world, which is cool, but yeah. There's a lot more to it if you really want to have things like this in it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe she, like, talked to someone and was like, what kind of penalties should I have in Quidditch? <laughs> like, I know yeah. I've already written two books, but, like, can you help me out with this one? Let me yeah, know. when should when should I give penalties? <laughs> like, when should this happen? I can't. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so I think it's interesting that, you know, the Firebolt is faster than Draco's Nimbus 2001, but yeah. somehow Draco catches up with Harry to grab onto the end of Harry's Firebolt and <laughs> down. And I was like, I don't, I don't think, no. Is, <laughs> is Harry flying slow on purpose? <laughs> Maybe. I think he saw the snitch though, so I wouldn't think so. Yeah, I don't know, man. <laughs> that doesn't make I any sense. I have no idea. If Draco's broom is not as fast, there is no world where he would be able to catch up and grab the broom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, that just goes back to why do they not fly the same brooms? <laughs> yeah, understood. I get it. I get it. It's not fair if you have a faster broom or a broom that yeah. has like brakes or whatever it is that that broom has. <laughs> oh, that's right. It does have an auto brake feature of some sort. <laughs> I don't understand that. I don't get the broom. I don't, I don't, I don't understand. get it. What? <laughs> does it break right before he hits a building? Like Maybe? Yeah. <laughs> but then that's when you know the rider would just fly right into it. Exactly. Topple off the broom. Inertia. <laughs> mm-hmm. but it's whatever i guess whatever. <laughs> um but anyway after all of the fun little um what are they called penalties we <laughs> yeah. we have that that fun moment where you know of course gryffindor wins the cup yay they won they did <laughs> they did win <laughs> he wants to leave me of course he does <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah they won lol nice <laughs> i thought the uh, funny thing or go ahead no you're fine okay i thought the funny thing was that you know after the game and like after you know they've won and everything whatnot harry says something about if or no i think in like his thoughts it said something about if only there had been a dementor around because he wanted to you know show off his patronus and i'm like harry did you actually want a dementor to show up He's an annoying child. <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> like, I I don't think anyone actually wishes for a Dementor to be nearby so that they can feel, like, super shitty. Right, yeah. But I guess Harry does, because he's like, bro, how cool would it be if we won this, cu- this cup and everyone got to see my Patronus? Because I'm cool. And I know, like, sixth year magic <laughs> yeah i know advanced <laughs> magic like, i want to show everyone how good i am at this yeah i'm I sure all two those spells now <laughs> i'm sure all those sixth years would watch his patronus and be like dang he sucks <laughs> <laughs> wow yeah. oh especially the what a moment years. to shine yeah <laughs> after they practiced it more mm-hmm. also yeah. though like how do you even learn how to make a patronus without having a dementor nearby yeah I, that's what that's a question yeah like mm-hmm. what <laughs> i mean i guess you need to be able to make it 
whether there's a Dementor around or not. I mean, um, yes. But... Like, having a Dementor nearby or, like, a bogger or something, like a Dementor, um, nearby to help simulate, like, the feeling mm-hmm. would be good. Yeah. Hold on, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's confusing. Confusing world that they live in. That's I know. <laughs> that's what it is. Um, but that's all I have for chapter six or fifteen. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm pretty much done with chapter fifteen. I just had a random note though too. Yes. While I'm reading, I always imagine them as children, like not thirteen years old, but like eleven still. And then I think back to the movies, and I'm like, oh well, I guess they are older. No, they're children. (laughs) They're children. (laughs) Definitely children. I know. Oh my gosh. I can't. Um, so, now we're on chapter 16, which I have literally, like, minuscule <laughs> notes about, so this will be mostly Colleen. This will be mostly um, me, because I have two pages of notes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> Sounds about right. <laughs> um, so this is chapter 16, Professor Trelawney's prediction. Yes. Um, and I just thought it was interesting that Harry was happy for a week because they won the cup. <laughs> I was like, I wish that little things like that could keep me happy for a week. <laughs> right? Same. Like, I might be happy for, like, a day, two days, maybe yeah. three days, but a week? Yeah. Nah, I don't think so. Yeah. Like, like let, let me have some of that, please. Right. <laughs> I would like it. Like it a lot. Mm -hmm. But it's whatever. whatever. (laughs) I have no power over that. Um, But yeah, so he's happy for a week. And their owls and newts are coming up. Yeah, can I I, I have to make a comment on the names of these. So you have your owls, your ordinary wizarding levels. That makes sense. That name, that's a pretty normal name for an exam. And then you have newts. The nastily exhausting wizarding test. And I'm like, what is this name? It is terrible. I, it is oh, so bad. Why? No, now no one really wants to take this. Really, no one wants to take this. Because why would they want to? <laughs> I, I mean, they don't want to take it anyways. But now that they know that's nastily exhausting, they yeah. really don't want to take it. No. No. And with mm-hmm. good reason. Why is it called that? Exactly. I always thought exactly. it was something else, but it's not. It's it's that. It's that. That's what it is. <laughs> I, no. I can't. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. Um, also, apparently the newts are the... It's the highest qualification that Hogwarts offers. So I'm like, okay, well, do other wizarding schools offer higher ones? Is this like college level schools or what is it i don't know because um, i always thought of newts just being like the high school equivalent you know for us of just yeah. the end of year exams for high schoolers yeah like the um, but the fact that it says highest qualification makes me think that there's more maybe and I'm like, does that mean that there's more, like, you could go on and get your bachelor's or your master's or whatever? Or so do is they there... Ha- do they have just, wizarding colleges? Do we they have, have wizarding asked this. colleges? <laughs> <laughs> I guess not, but though. It also makes me think that other wizarding schools with, chil- with students of the same age uh-huh. maybe offer higher ones. 
Probably. Probably. I'm confused. (laughs) On May 17th, 1900, the very first copies of The Wonderful Wizard of Oz by L. Frank Baum were printed. Deemed one of America's first original fairy tales, the book has been adapted several times on the stage and screen. In the 120 years since the book was first published, 39 more official sequels were written, and The Land of Oz became the center of many films, scripts, and short stories, in and out of the canon. Join me, Justin Peavy, as I explore this iconic franchise, reading every book, taking a deep dive into some of the lesser-known installments, and comparing adaptations to their respective source material. The wonderful recap of Oz is now streaming on all major podcast platforms. For more info, you can follow me on social media at Oz Recap. Or maybe it's just like they're saying that's the end all test that Hogwarts has. Uh, yeah, that's my guess. And it's like equal to the end all test of other schools. It's just probably not called that at the other schools. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I do know that they usually go straight into a profession right after this, which is odd. Yeah, that's the weird thing. (laughs) They leave Hogwarts and all of a sudden they are a full-functioning adult with a full-time job. (laughs) And they know all of wizarding. Oh, 100%. You can't learn anymore. Hogwarts teaches everything, especially Mm -hmm. when Umbridge is the teacher. Oh, absolutely. They learn the (laughs) most that year. Totally. Totally. And we'll talk more about that when we get to book five. But you know, yep. they learn the most there. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I did laugh about the bedtime reading thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Hermione I didn't write is, it down, but I laughed. I, I did because I want to mention it. Uh, but Hermione is like gearing up for these exams and whatnot, and she's looking for this book. And Ron, or she asks, like, "Have either of you seen my copy of this book?" And Ron goes, oh, yeah, I borrowed it for a bit of bedtime reading. And it reads as a sarcastic line. Yep. Because, you know, Hermione in the first book or second, whatever, which one, uh, she's like, oh, you know, I borrowed it for a bit of light reading. And they're like, light reading? And so to me, I was like, (laughs) yeah. So to me, Ron saying I borrowed it for a bit of bedtime reading came off as sarcastic. But then it says, said Ron, but very quietly. So I'm like, I can't. Tell if he was being sarcastic or not. I think that Joe mixed it all up. I think she was <laughs> intending it to be a sarcastic line, but then she wrote the wrong kind of qualifier at the end. Yeah. And I mean, like, I understand why Ron would say it quietly, because Hermione's already stressed, but I can't yeah. tell if it's sarcastic or not. I can't either. I also don't know how big of a reader Ron is. Like, maybe this is us seeing a little bit more into him, but he doesn't strike me as a reader. (laughs) He decided to read numerology and grammatica? Yeah, no, I I don't think so. (laughs) I don't think so either. I think it's supposed to be sarcastic, but I think Joe wrote it wrong. Yes. Because if you were being sarcastic, you wouldn't say it quietly. Yeah. You'd be like, oh yeah, I borrowed it for a bit of bedtime reading. <laughs> and then and then Hermione would probably be like, I hate you. Yep. But he said it quietly, so like... Yeah. No. No. Yeah. Bad. Bad writing right there. Bad writing. 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. But we do mm-hmm. find out that ha- Hagrid's, wow, I was going to say Hogwarts, but that's not his name. Hagrid's appeal for Buckbeak is happening at Hogwarts. And an executioner is coming to it. Which means that there is no chance for appeal, Hagrid. <laughs> yeah. If they have already yeah. decided to bring an executioner along who probably could easily just make the trip when they find the note about coming to execute Buckbeak, mm-hmm. they've already decided that Buckbeak is dying. So sorry about your appeal. It's fucked. Yep. <clears throat> Before you even do it. Yeah. I think the awful thing is just the fact that they're bringing the executioner to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. There's children Yeah, around. they're just going to kill it on, on, on campus. campus. Yep. Yeah. Like, whatever. Who cares if there are 11-year-olds? Yeah. Like, 11-year-olds. You want to let 11-year-olds, like, chill in the same area where you're about to chop a head off of a, a, a hippogriff? I just feel like that's a little extreme. Agreed. And I mean, like, <laughs> I guess the students aren't technically allowed. Well, are they allowed to be watering the grounds right now? I feel like technically they're not. I don't think so, but it doesn't matter because they still do it. I know. <laughs> you don't really control that many kids. I mean, I, I guess you could try, but like, good try. luck. It's like a lot of them. Yep. <laughs> this is very dark, Joe. Very dark. It's... Not cool. <laughs> it gets darker in the next couple of books. It does, but if anything, Buckbeak should not be executed on Hogwarts ground. <laughs> I know. But... Um, then, of course, they want to go visit Hagrid and Buckbeak and whatever, I guess. But Harry is like, oh, yeah, I actually kind of forgot my invisibility cloak in the passageway under the one-eyed witch. Remember that time I came back all muddy? Yeah, that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I actually forgot it was still down there until it mentioned it. And I was like, oh. Yeah. Hmm. Yes. I'm I'm just confused about why he always leaves his invisibility cloak everywhere, because they did it with the tower in the first book, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, no. why do you just keep light- leaving it lying around, Harry? <laughs> I was say, I mean, like, I, I kind of understand this one, but at the same well, time, yeah, I'm one, like, but... yeah, I'd, I don't know. Because obviously it. he got caught by Snape, so it's good that he left it down there, because Snape yeah. was like, turn out your pockets, I need to see everything. But, yeah. But anyway, Harry's like, oh yeah, we can't go though, because the cloak is there. And Hermione's like, oh, what do you do to like open the passageway so I can go get it? And Harry's like this, and she's like, okay, bye, and she leaves. And they're both like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> What uh-huh. happened to her? Why, why is she breaking the rules right now? <laughs> and I don't know. I think it might be a mental break uh, happening in Hermione right now that has caused this. Yeah. Because she has strung herself out too much. I'm honestly really surprised Harry hadn't tried to get it sooner. I am like, too. I, I feel like there was there were probably times he could have gone by and just gone yeah. and grabbed it real quick. Like Like when Snape is in class. Mm-hmm. And you're not. Yeah. <laughs> like, if he's teaching, like, I don't know, the sixth years, and you just happen to not have a class during that time, or you could skip a class, Harry, and just go <laughs> grab it, and then show up to class late. 
Yeah. You wouldn't even have or to skip even, the whole class, probably. I think even on the weekends, there probably yeah. wouldn't be many people wandering there. Although maybe Snape is patrolling, just like he thinks. <laughs> Although I don't think Snape, like, focuses his whole life around the one-eyed witch. <laughs> <laughs> You would think not, but... Yeah, I really... I don't know, man. I have no idea. But Hermione gets the cloak, and she brings it back, and then they're all like, let's go! So they head on down to visit Hagrid. Yeah, I skipped all of Trelawney's exams. It's whatever. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. Oh, okay. I was staring at my notes like, uh, definitely skip that. Yeah, so, I mean, what 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 more can you say about Trelawney's exams? They literally make shit up to try and pass it. Uh-huh, and she goes, yeah. okay, and makes, like, notes about it. I guess if you're, like, super confident in stuff and you say exactly what she wants you to say, you pass it, just like what Parvati did. But mm-hmm. if you're Harry or Ron, she's going to be like, yeah, I guess it's okay. And just goes with it. Yeah. How are you gonna how are you gonna grade telling the future? Like I don't know. Also, I thought she said she couldn't do it on command. So how is she making them do it on command? Yeah. She she's a hypocrite. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I like, what the fuck is wrong with this teacher? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Some serious <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, so they just, they do that. And, you know, then, of course, she does tell the actual future. She she yeah. has that little creepy voice come out of her, which is, like, probably the most horrifying part of this whole movie for me. Whenever I watch <laughs> it, I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but, but, yeah, she has this creepy voice come out, and... Mm-hmm. Um, she talks about exactly what's going to happen, how the Dark Lord is going to be reunited with his servants, and all of this stuff, like, all that, you know, whatever. And Harry's like, what the fuck? (laughs) When she snaps back out of it, she's like, oh, I must have dozed off. And he's like, you definitely did not doze off. You just told me that all of this shit was going to happen. And she goes, no, I didn't. I would never make a prediction like that. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm like, does she just not believe her predictions when she makes actual predictions? What? Like, and someone goes, "Oh, hey, you made this prediction just now," and she is she just like, "No, I didn't." Yeah, no, I think no. she doesn't believe them. Like genuinely, I don't think she believes I, her predictions when she which does I that. Don't understand. I don't either. But like, whatever, I guess. I, yeah, <laughs> I don't. I, mm. <laughs> I don't understand it. Trelawney's the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, she's yeah, she made a real prediction. She's like, what the fuck? I never said that, dude. Yeah. You must have fallen asleep too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, why would you assume someone else fell asleep? You didn't even fall asleep. Like, yeah, if he's the one who's conscious for all of this and like aware of what's going on, mm-hmm. you'd think that she'd have told the future more often by now. But I guess not. I guess not. I I did have to wonder what order Trelawney was calling students up in to do the exam if Harry was last. Probably the order of kids who are going to (laughs) die. Save the dead ones for last. (laughs) Yeah, save save the dead ones for last. (laughs) 
Gosh. Also, random note, her classroom is just full of perfumed smoke. And I'm like, I feel that would be awful for anyone with, like, asthma or something. 100%. I would not be able to breathe in that classroom. So I probably would have walked out way earlier than Hermione does. Oh, I'm sure. I'm absolutely, positively sure about that. Deuces, bitch. I ain't coming to class anymore. You Mm -hmm. made it unattendable. Attendable. Yep. Whatever the word is. Yeah. Cannot attend. Will not attend. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I'm going to go back. You're good. Because so <laughs> you just skipped right ahead to the divination I one. really did. I really did. I had to go to page two of my notes. <laughs> yep. But, um, anyways, so, I, I am really curious about all these exams. Because I know if the charms won... Um, Harry overdid his cheering charm on Ron, and Ron had yeah. to go away for an hour to calm he was down. Giggling, yeah. And I'm like, so what is this exam? Is it just the cheering charm? Is there more to it? Is there a written portion? Like, um, how much time is there for these exams? I don't know. I feel like maybe for that one, maybe the cheering charm was like the most difficult charm that they learned that year. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like if you can do this, then obviously you learned something, so that might be their exam. Just the cheering charm? I mean, maybe. So Ron would have had to wait an hour to do his cheering charm when the rest of the class was just done? I guess, yeah. <laughs> sucks for that's Ron. A, that's a that, dumb exam. That I'm Harry sure Harry sucks. had to stay behind, too. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Why wouldn't Harry stay behind? He has to deal with Ron. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, also, the astronomy exam was at midnight, and I'm like, I guess that makes sense for astronomy. Stars. But still, it's always it's late. Been at midnight. <laughs> yeah, <Gosh. but> stars. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm like, it makes sense that it's at midnight, but still, these are still children. They still need their sleep. Well, maybe the astronomy professor has them bring like sleeping bags, and they come like <laughs> early-ish, and then he makes them sleep, and then he wakes them up when it's exam time. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Um. Anyways, the Defense Against the Dark Arts examined kind of made me think it was like a mix of Defense Against the Dark Arts and Care of Magical Creatures in a way. Yeah. Just because every single portion of this obstacle that Lupin set up had to do with some sort of magical creature. That's what I thought too. Initially, yeah. when I was like reading about, the, or not reading, but like you know, listening to it, I was like, mm-hmm. "Is this care of magical creatures too?" <laughs> right. And, like uh, Hagrid also collaborating on this exam. Yes. <laughs> uh, but the last part of the obstacle course is climbing inside a trunk and having to battle with a new bogger. And I was like, first of all, how big is the trunk on the inside? And second of all, what kind of battle do you have with it? You beat it you shout ridiculous <laughs> at it and make it turn into something that's not scary i don't know yeah um yeah i also I mean, was... apparently yes apparently there's a lot of trunks in hogwarts that are hollow i guess <laughs> that are bigger on the inside yeah because mm-hmm. i mean that's how the whomping willow one is it's like hollow ish the they go in. willow trunk? Well, they go into it. Oh! I... <laughs> that's a tree. There's a... There's a... Uh, 
a passageway underneath it. So, I mean, like, I see what you're saying. But I, I thought of this as a trunk, as in a box. <laughs> oh. Oh, my gosh. Wait, did they really? I mean, he probably just put that spell that Hermione did then on it. Probably, yeah. I wasn't thinking of that. I was thinking of tree trunk. What the heck? <laughs> oh, I was Whatever. not. <laughs> Um, no, that's probably what it is. He probably put that spell that Hermione does on the purse in the seventh one yeah. on the trunk to make yeah. it really roomy and big, and he just makes them climb inside and battle a bogart that he's already yeah. trapped inside this trunk. Mm-hmm. Yes, that makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking. Yes. Yep. I thought it was really funny that Lupin was startled when Hermione came out of the trunk screaming. Yeah, well, Because I'm mean, like... Traumatizing. Yeah, I, I mean, I just thought it was funny that he was startled because, you know, Lupin, you're having all these kids battle at Hogwarts. With- yeah. <laughs> Boggart. Boggart. Hogwarts. Sorry. I want to battle Hogwarts. Let's go. Fight a castle. Um, fight, fight a castle. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you know, you're having all these children battle Boggart, which, you know, is like their biggest uh, fear, like their biggest like tangible fear, I guess. Yeah. And... Um, and I would expect a couple of kids maybe to come out screaming. Right. You know? Yeah, that's that's pretty standard, I would think. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not. But I, I think it's pretty standard. Yeah. But, you know, maybe Lupin was just so startled because it's Hermione. And Hermione is good at most things, if not everything. Yeah, but just because she's good at most things and, like, good at school doesn't mean that she's going to be able to, like, really fight her fears. True. Because some people I, have a hard time with that. I think she was also just really strung out at this point. Yep. And the fact that the bogger turned into McGonagall saying she had failed everything. Yep. Yep. So. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. I was going to be like, she's worn herself to the bone. She's on the verge of breaking down, as we have already heard. Like, mm-hmm. there is no chance that a situation like that is not going to result in her, like, getting destroyed. <laughs> yeah exactly like she's she's broken right now guys the time yeah, turner much, was a yeah. bad idea for a 13 year old <laughs> yeah um but after that exam harry run hermione run into the mr magic and the executioner oh, yes. and whoever and i there's this one line that i thought was really funny because it says hermione and ron not being on speaking terms with the mr magic and in my head, it made it sound like they just weren't talking to him. Yeah, that's what I thought. But I think I feel like it's more like I, I think it's obviously bad writing on Joe's part. But I think yes. she meant it as, oh, they just don't know him. Mm-hmm. So they yep. can't talk to him. I would say I think it's the fact that this is the first time they're meeting him. And so yeah. they've never talked with him. And so it's yeah. like they're not on speaking but, terms because they haven't spoken to him. Yeah, but Joe's kind of an idiot. So she wrote that they were like fighting with him <laughs> yep <laughs> which yep. doesn't make sense because they have never met him mm-hmm. exactly so why would they not be on speaking terms with the minister of magic they like <laughs> I, I could get it if it was after buckbeak had died already yeah oh yeah but that hasn't even happened yet so yeah. there's literally no reason for them to be like ew fudge we're not talking to you <laughs> Like, yeah. what? <laughs> um, speaking of Bugbeak dying, the executioner has his axe hanging from his belt, which didn't make sense to me, because I would think of the giant axe from the movies, but no, it's hanging off his belt, so I would think that's a pretty small axe, in my mind. Yeah. 
that's probably a human axe. But yeah. but <sighs> yeah, how are you gonna kill Buckbeak? You're not gonna hack him away like once or twice, mm-hmm. like or like multiple times. Because even in the book, like we're gonna get there. But even mm-hmm. in the book, it's just like one swift yeah. swing, one swing. Yeah. So I mean, unless he's planning on putting like a uh, enlargement charm on the axe or something, I. That is possible. <laughs> Maybe he shrinks it. Maybe it's actually Maybe? a full size axe that's meant to like murder all kinds mm-hmm. of things, but he shrinks it so he can hang it on his belt. Yeah. I don't know. I think we're, gi- I think we're giving Joe too much credit for that. We definitely are. <laughs> We came up with that idea, not you. (laughs) More bad writing. More bad writing. But, um, it's whatever. It just doesn't make sense for it to be hanging from his belt in general, unless that's explained. Yeah. I I don't know. Because otherwise, wouldn't you just assume that he has a big axe and he just leaves Mm -hmm. it where he Mm -hmm. knows it's safe? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. (laughs) Um... But anyways, after that, that's when they have the divination exam, except Hermione goes to muggle studies, and so I was kind of like, oh, I guess she actually dropped divination. Hmm. Interesting. Can you drop a class, though? I, that's That was my question, too. Did Hermione actually go to McGonagall and be like, hey, I'm dropping this class. McGonagall went, okay. Like, I... Uh, <laughs> I think it's more of Hermione just said, peace the fuck out, and gave up on that class, and was like, I'll take the L. <laughs> yeah yeah which <clears throat> on one hand yes i could see her doing that but on the other hand her grades she wouldn't i know she would be very worried about <laughs> it but like she hates trelawney so much i feel like maybe it just didn't matter to her yeah maybe i i feel like maybe she talked with mcgonagall about it that's possible too yeah yeah anyways so, the appeal hearing for Buckbeak was at 2pm. Um, they're executing Buckbeak at sunset. Why wait? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. They have a couple hours between the appeal hearing, which was at 2pm, and sunset, which is at who knows what time. Well, maybe it was just in case it, like, ended up going on for a long time or whatever, because, like, witnesses, possibly, and stuff. My thought was that they <laughs> chose the time during the appeal hearing, but maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. So uh, so I, I do also wonder if maybe Hagrid or Dumbledore uh, pleaded for time to say goodbye to Buckbeak for Hagrid, you know? Possibly. But yeah. but otherwise, why make the Minister of Magic <laughs> and the Executioner and whoever else wait a few hours to execute the Hippogriff? I mean, but isn't that kind of how it is when people are on death row? Like, they get sentenced to, like, death. Mm-hmm. But then they have to sit in prison for, like, years until they I would say I, I would say that's different, though. How is it different? It's the same thing. <laughs> okay, but... but Buckbeak has been sentenced to death. <laughs> yes, but you have the Minister of Magic, the guy who has other things to do, here at Hogwarts for a couple of hours just because yeah. they decide to wait to execute the Hippogriff. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. I don't understand it. Does he need to be there? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. 
I feel like he has to be just because he was at the appeal hearing, you know, and yeah. he then has to make sure that the hippogriff was ex- executed and just, I don't know. Also, they told Dumbledore that Buckbeak was going to be killed before the appeal ever happened. So we were right about I, it, not ever having a chance. I don't know, because I don't, I, I don't, don't understand Joe it. understands court proceedings. I don't either because it's it's very it is really interesting because you know, um, you know the trio goes to talk with Hagrid and Hagrid says something about how Dumbledore wrote to him that morning. Yeah. Um, it's like okay, so Dumbledore wrote to you that morning before the hearing, saying yep. that he wanted to be with you for Buckbeak's execution. Yep. Explain. Yep. That means that there was never an intention of the appeal happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is ridiculous. Which either means that we have a very corrupt government in the wizarding world, or that Joe has no clue how court stuff works, or both. Both. <laughs> That's my guess. Uh, also bad writing. <laughs> also bad writing, don't forget that. Um, I did think it was funny when they found Scabbers, though. <laughs> Yeah, he was hiding in a milk jug. Was there any milk in it? Probably not. I don't know. <laughs> I don't but know like, why would either. he even be in there? <laughs> it was a hiding place. So I'm, I'm wondering if maybe it was empty or if it wasn't that maybe there was only a tiny bit in it. But it's probably empty. I... But like, isn't he worried about people like throwing it away? Or, like, <laughs> right. Crushing it or like using it for target practice or something. Maybe he knows that Haggard is so distraught right now that Haggard would never. <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> I do I wonder, know. though, when they find Scabbers, why is he trying so desperately to get away from Ron when there are no cats around? Yeah. I don't understand. I don't get Nope. Not a clue. Maybe no because Ron was trying to feed him that rat tonic. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but, yeah, of course, then we have the moment when they have to leave the hut Mm -hmm. because people are coming. Yeah. I like the way they did it in the movie better, personally. Yeah. Because in the book, Hagrid just, you know, happens to mention, like, that's fine. But I like the excitement of the movie where they have to, (laughs) Hermione has to, you know, throw... Uh, rocks or whatever at them through the window yeah <laughs> yeah that's true she does do that yeah i guess i've always wondered about that though because i've always wondered about that first time before hermione ever went back in time why the rocks got thrown mm-hmm. because if Hermione's not the one doing it why are the rocks being thrown the first time? Well, I mean, it was Hermione doing it. No, but like, does that mean that she absolutely has to go back in time? Because what if she hadn't gone back in time and gone and done that thing? Yeah, I think it. I think it does mean that she absolutely has to go back in time. Like that. Um, that path has already been set for her in a way. You know, so just because. I, I know, yeah, it's it's weird and complicated. Blah. 
But don't get it. Don't get it, Joe. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so they have to leave. They have to get out of the hut. Yep. Because they can't be there when everyone shows up to kill Buckbeak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they I guess they just start going up the uh like the hill and whatnot. And they also have their invisibility cloak with them at this point, which I forgot about. Yes. Um Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> I, I will say there when they do show up to Hagrid's hut, Harry takes off the invisibility cloak, but before they leave, Hermione puts it on them, and so I'm like, did Harry put it down and it just wasn't mentioned? Like, I don't know. Maybe she took it from him, yoinked it out of his hands. I know, I would say that could be it too, (laughs) but I just, I was like, "Uh, this could have been slightly better, you know? Yeah, definitely. But, while they are leaving, and they are under the cloak, Scabbers is like, ah! So he starts running. (laughs) (laughs) And, And Ron's like, no! And so he runs out of the invisibility cloak to chase Scabbers. And then they're all chasing Scabbers and Ron, which means that, you know, there is yeah. no cloak on any of them anymore, so they're very obvious where they are. <laughs> um, well, actually, I think Because Crookshanks came. Well, that's the next chapter. Oh, it is the next one. Okay. Yeah, because you... My yeah, because so... By, by the end part. of... Yeah, by the end of this chapter, those are all still under the invisibility cloak. They still yes. have scabbers. Yes. Um, they just happen to hear the axe swing. Yeah. Um, My bad. <laughs> and I don't I don't know what it was for me, but you know, um you hear like you you hear it, you hear the axe go and hit something and Hermione just kind of goes, They did it. I like I don't believe it, they did it. And I'm like why doesn't okay, she you, you ha- you're not. You can't be positive that they actually did it. Also Truth- true. Truthfully, you can't, can't really know. And they could have been hitting know. a pumpkin. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> like they didn't. The they didn't turn around to look, and I completely understand why. Because you don't want to see a hippogriff dead. You know? No. Oh gosh. Because no. I I don't even think they were that far away from Haggard's hut when it happened. Not at that point. Which means that. They showed up and then were like immediately like, all right, let's get down to business. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Basically, so. it was like, all right, we're here to murder the hippogriff. Okay, here we go. Yeah, it's crazy. And so yeah. I just, <laughs> but I think it's just the fact that Hermione was like, they did it. And I was like, no, they didn't. You, ha- <laughs> you, you didn't look behind you to see. Where's the proof, Hermione? Where's the proof, Hermione? <laughs> also, we want you to be traumatized forever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's friends with Harry. It's bound to happen eventually. I mean, you're right. She's definitely going to be traumatized. <laughs> Her poor life. Yep, um, but that's all I have, I think. Since yeah, I already that's... apparently told you guys my notes for chapter 17 at the beginning. <laughs> yep, my that's bad. it. That's the chapter That's all 16. I have. <laughs> chapter yeah. 16. Yeah. Um, that's it. a fun one. I mean, they were pretty short-ish. Shortish. Compared to some of our other discussions. Yes. We just didn't really take that long to talk about these ones. So. Yeah. Yay! For chapters Yay. 15 and 16. Um, I really I don't think there's anything else. I don't think so. Right. Um, we will be having I don't know when this episode's coming out. 
I'll be quiet. I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. Don't say anything. Don't I was going to say Christmas stuff, but if this comes out in January, it's not going to work. <laughs> guys, check out the Christmas stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we just release lots of episodes. Maybe. Before Christmas. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, check out Christmas uh, episodes, I guess, then. Yeah. <laughs> also, become a patron. Join the Patreon. Yes. You know, all that. Maybe write us a review. Too. We love reviews. Oh, my gosh. Please write us a review. Please write us a review. We would love, 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 love to read your feedback. And yes, what we do. hate about us. <laughs> <laughs> Good or bad feedback. Give yes. it to us. All of it. Share and share alike. Yes. Um. But I think that's it. I think so, too. Okay. Well. So I guess we should keep it magical. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Books, Movies, and Musicals Oh My. If you'd like to connect with us, be sure to check us out on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at BMMOMI. Be sure to check out our website at BMMOMI.wixsite.com slash home. And check us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash BMMOMI. You can email us at books.movies.and.musicals.omai at gmail.com. Our socials, website, Patreon, and email address can be found in the description of this episode. Thank you all so much for listening. If you liked this episode, be sure to share it with your friends and family, and even random strangers on the street. We can't wait to talk with you all next week. Bye! Bye.